God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. It's just emotions taking me over. Caught up in sorrow, lost in the world, but Jesus is lost in the song. But if you don't c- come back, come home to me. I don't remember the words. This is the Woman Evolved podcast. I am your host, SJR, and they begged me to sing again. They said, We've had too many podcasts without SJR singing, and I will not stand for it. And I said, If you want me to sing, just tell me you want me to sing okay I live by the feelings box now and you know a little emotions taking me over is the best way to prepare you for the feelings you are going to be in when checking out this podcast Jada West read us for filth honey okay she talked about our low self-esteem but trying to be business owners she talked about us standing in the manifestation of what God said he was going to do she read us for filth seriously this has been um they're all my favorite okay this was a powerful one though this is one that I know is going to resonate with so many of you you are going to want to take notes you're going to have just a totally different prayer tonight when you have your meditation and peace time with God it's going to set you up right in my mind I was a G, okay? And being a G meant being emotionless. And yet there were emotions that I could not deny happening on the inside of me. The truth is... Feelings may subside over time, but suppression tricked me into thinking I'd won the battle. But suppression actually added to the longevity of the wars festering in my soul. As I talked to Jada, I recognized that being intentional about understanding where we have been, when we have shifted, and how we can continue to grow is so worthy of us continuing to honor in our development. I'm so glad I know better because real G's show and communicate their emotions. They are emotionless. Okay, so have you seen that meme that says, what are you going to do? Cry about it or boss up? I'm going to do both. I felt that for myself, okay? Because I'm going to do both of them. (laughs) After this conversation with Jada, you're going to stay. I'm going to cry, but I'm also going to get these big girl draws on and I'm going to go out here or big boy draws because I know y'all still listening and I'm going to boss up and seize the day. My co-host Jada West is such a G that she hasn't met a good cry that she didn't like and I want to feel her on that but I'm still suppressing my emotions but I'm getting there okay let's see what else Jade and I get into um I think we have a few things in common not just between one another but with you two You better have this camera crew behind you. You better have this lighting and this background and these earrings. And you better give us shaggy. What is this fringe jacket that you, oh, you better give us shimmy. (laughs) Martina Turner. (laughs) Hi, Jada. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for doing this with me. Of course. I have You're actually been, wearing my favorite color. I am. <laughs> I, they told me I might be a little underdressed because I didn't have my fringes, but I have on Jada's favorite color. I did this on purpose. 
<laughs> I believe so. I have heard that you are a lifelong delegation member. True or false? Very true. How did you get plugged Very in true. with the delegation? Tell me about it. How did you stumble across the WE movement? Um, well, I actually found you um, through a video on Facebook. So I was like scrolling and I saw you. Um, I don't even remember what the message is now because I listened to so many of them. <laughs> but you had on like a, I think it was something with stripe, like, like striped pants. I know. And you had about. your hair um, short. And it was one of the one of the first ones I know that went like really viral. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this woman? Like she's so fly. I feel like she reminds me of myself. And so ever since then, I was like, you know, keeping my eye out to see like how I can get more connected. And I found the podcast. And so the podcast was like where I really got into it. Like you've had the, I remember the first episode I listened to, um, you were talking about the delegation and I was like, wait, I don't hear anybody. I don't hear any co-hosts. Who are these uh, these delegation members? And I realized, oh man, I'm a delegation member. Like these are the people. And so ever since then, it's been, it's been there. I've been a part of it. And um, everything that comes out after that is like, I gotta be, I gotta be involved. I love it. What do you think about the new podcast setup? Uh, I'm actually excited about it. Uh, I like the opportunity to speak face to face and hear different people from the delegation. Um, just because one of my favorite things about the Women Evolve conference is that there was uh, we were all like I met so many people, even like the Facebook groups and the breakout sessions. So I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so many amazing women in this community and now I get to meet them even if it's not face to face but it kind of reminds me of that feeling so that's good I love that I was trying like when we were figuring out I'm like I want to keep the element of sisterhood I still want to make it fun like what can we do so we're like still kicking the tires and you know figuring things out but I love hearing your feedback so if you think of anything we can do that would add a little razzle dazzle to it let me know okay I love it. Okay, so as a lifelong (laughs) member of the delegation, you know, Eve, Eve is the homie. I saw somebody with some prime Eve behavior in the news a couple weeks ago. A couple charged someone for missing their wedding because the reception, like they checked that they would be at the reception. They said that they wanted chicken or fish and then they didn't show up and then they charged (laughs) them for missing it. And you know, like we can try and act like... Like, like when someone borrowed money from us, like it was like we didn't miss it. But sometimes we miss it. And I just felt like this was prime Eve behavior. I'm here for it. I think we should rescue them. What do you think? Oh, man, I definitely feel like they should be rescued because I know I would just be a little salty if I was like, okay, I lent you this money and now you out here, you know, taking trips out the country and. I'm on my couch, you know. Yes. Have you been just a little salty? Have you been to the grocery store? Because groceries are nothing cheap these days. Like they are nothing cheap. I'm trying to get my attitude together because I have grown children. And if I cook dinner and they come home with food, like I have an attitude because like, (laughs) why did I, why did I do this if you had plans? So like now they know, like you better eat it in the car and come home and eat what I put on the table because I'm going to start charging. I'm going to start charging (laughs) these roommates (laughs) for not eating the food that I cook for dinner. Charge these children. And and the leftovers too. Charge for the leftovers that have to be tossed out. Charging for A. 
you are ministering to me, Jada, and we just got started <laughs> because listen, delegation, you're listening to this podcast. We are charging for the food folks don't eat. Okay. Next we're gonna start charging <laughs> folks for coming late. But not me though. <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> I'm gonna get it passed. I'm gonna just say I'm not coming. So if I come, it's a surprise anyway. How about that? Yeah, Does exactly. that work? <laughs> yeah. You can't charge me if you didn't know I was coming. When is the last time you were like in the middle of doing something or completed doing something and we're and we're like, wow. The even me did that. That wasn't the best version of me. That was the even me. Oh, uh, okay. I can say this because I feel like he's not going to listen. Okay, let's do it. But I love my, it. Um, okay, so my brother, he came and asked for a ride to work. And, you know, normally it's like, you know, I know that it's hard out here. Ubers are tripping. Yes. You know, you can't really always catch a ride. And so I I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of close. It's cutting it close to when I got to go and get my son from school. Um, mind you, this was like three o'clock. I would have been home by like 345 at the latest. And my son doesn't get home till four. <laughs> That's, like all right. after four. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's close. It's cutting like, it close. Know, uh, it, it might be traffic. You know, you got to add add a couple of minutes getting there, getting back. And so um, he ended up getting I, I told him that my brother can take him, my other brother. I was like, you can you can ask him to use the car and take you. But in the back of my head, I was like, that oh, was- man, I definitely could have taken him. <laughs> that was evish. But that was evish. You know, I love it because, you know, I just want you to value my time. <laughs> and sometimes it's like if I do something for you. I don't want you to think that I will continue to do it for you. I want you exactly. to be grateful because folks don't be, they don't be enough grateful for the inconveniencing that be taking place. It's just not, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not there. It's I love not, it. It's not, he got to work and that's what matters. That's I what matters. Back in my head, I was like, I had time. You but. know what that does, though? That teaches people to make you a last resort. And sometimes people want to be a first choice. But I'm in a season of my life <laughs> where it's giving last resort. Like, <laughs> it's not that I don't have the time. I just don't want to. It's not that I don't have the money. I just don't want to give it to you. Like, I'm in a last resort season of my life. And until I move out of it, you can expect some Eve behavior of me. That's what I feel like yeah, you just told I'm me. Not- not a first responder. I'm not. You I'm gotta. not. And that's why I honor and salute the first responders because you got to <laughs> know what's your ministry and what's not. Okay. Exactly. How yes. was pandemic life for you? Pandemic slash pandemic 2.0 with 2021. Right. Because we're still here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has been, um, I feel like it's been everything. Like sometimes it was like, man, this, this isn't so bad. And then other times it's felt like, okay, nah, I'm over this. Um, every day feels like one long day. Yeah. And I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm not feeling this anymore. Um, but one thing that I feel like was really helpful to me during the pandemic was just having the time to kind of get back to what I was passionate about, mm. which I felt like had I been in my job, that wouldn't have been the case. Um that I was, I was furloughed. And when I got furloughed, I was like, whoa, okay. I don't want to be here anyway. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable with this. <laughs> I'll, I'll bow out gracefully. Um, and so having that time, uh, it was kind of like the push that I needed to try something different. 
So uh, I'll always be grateful for that because it was almost like a, uh, it just kind of felt like training ground for me. Like Mm -hmm. I was in a safe space to try something different because everything was just kind of suspended for the, for the most part, you know, people still had deals and stuff like that. Those didn't, those didn't go through the pandemic. Those never, no, they did Mm -hmm. not. I noticed that about them. Sometimes I'm tired of paying, not sometimes I'd be tired of paying bills a lot. I'm just like, here you go again this month, wanting the same thing for me. You know, good, yes. just raggedy, just <laughs> all of this. Take a break. Like, you'll, it'll be all right. Ain't you, you tired, Miss Millie? Now. Ain't you tired? Like, ain't you tired, Miss <laughs> Billy? Miss <laughs> Billy, I'm going to start. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you passionate about? You said that you got to get back to what you're passionate about. What is that? Oh, uh, well, it is fashion. That yes. has always been one of the things that, like, just, I just, since I was a kid, it's just been the thing that I've used to express myself. But the thing that has been interesting is I've been figuring out how um, it, it how it couples together with the part of me that likes to counsel people. Mm. Um, so because it, it always felt like I was had to pick one or the other. I was like, you know, well, it's fashion or it's this other like counseling space. And so it always felt like the two didn't go together. Um, but what I've come to realize is that it is very much so like, even though our clothes are an expression of ourselves, it always starts from the inside. So whether how we're dressed, what we choose to do, how we choose to show up, it all has to do with the internal. And so that's how I was, I was able to see all of that kind of show up. So yeah, it brought me back to fashion because I was getting burnt out. I was trying to sew, make clothes, go to work. And I mm. worked in retail. So I was pretty much tired of clothes by the time I got home. Yeah. Like I didn't want to fold, hang nothing up. I don't want to see a garment <laughs> for the rest of the day. So yeah, it brought me back to that. Okay. How old are you now? 28. Okay. So if I look at a picture of 18 year old Jada, what does she have on? And what is that telling me about where she is? Oh, uh, it was rough. Okay, so I, I took a lot of pictures um, that that year, that 18, 19 year. Um, and one of the things that stands out to me the most is this outfit that I was like my go-to outfit. Uh, it was like this uh, sequin bandeau and this blue, this like royal blue skirt that I would kind of like, it was really a pencil skirt and like hit the knee, but I would roll it up mm-hmm. to make it like hit like mid-thigh. Give it a I felt like that was the sexy thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't mm-hmm. like that. It was, it felt too conservative. Um, and so when I look at it now, I appreciate the, uh, the creativity. And like, if I didn't have it, uh, I was going to find a way to make it happen. And so I always appreciated that part of my personality, but it also shows some insecurities mm. because I was, I felt like I had to, show more in order to be seen or be recognized uh even like my hair color it was like a really like a bright bright platinum blonde and so the blonde there's nothing wrong with blonde and I don't think that if you're if your hair is blonde you're necessarily looking for attention one way or the other but I knew my intentions with doing it was to make myself stand out because I felt like uh if I didn't I wouldn't be noticed yeah so it's interesting. Yeah, I can see a, I can see the good and I can see the areas where I could improve. But that's definitely like the outfit that stands out in my head. And heels. Heels. Which were, yeah. 
I let those go. <laughs> <laughs> Me and heels are friends. We don't get along very well, but yeah, that's 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 what I would see if I look back at eighteen year old Jada. Okay, so I have a question. What's your go-to when you're in need of an immediate mental break that a spa day two weeks from now can't cure? I use Headspace and it is changing the game for your girl, okay? Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. An amazing resource at your fingertips, Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation in an easy to use app. You're using your phone for everything. Why not use it to connect with Headspace's approach to mindfulness, reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash woman evolve. That's headspace.com slash woman evolve for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. I'm about to put Ella on this, okay? I'm currently taking the creativity course with Andy, and he's reminded me about how limitless I am creatively when I am less stressed. Enough about me. Listen to these numbers. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Numbers don't lie, okay? Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime anywhere sis give your mind the gift of guided stillness today this is the best deal offered right now head to headspace.com slash woman evolve what do you think you know now about 18 year old Jada and I feel like I want to like ask this in a way that is different because everyone asks like, what do you know now that you wish you would have known back then? But 18-year-old Jada trying to be seen, what happened to her? Why did she feel like she needed to work to be seen? Mm. And uh, okay, Okay. I I just want to, before you answer, because I feel like when we ask ourselves, like, you know, what do I know now that I wish I would have known then? I think we apply wisdom that we know now that we wish we could have applied back then. But I right. do think the more interesting, more introspective question is, what do I know about 18-year-old Jada that I didn't know then? And I think that knowing has a lot to do with self-compassion and self-empathy that like, why was she trying to be seen? What did she need that she didn't know that she was looking for? Mm. Okay. Man, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, cause I've always felt like at certain points in my life, I've, uh, I've always been like a very like self reflective person. Mm. Um, but the, of course you, there's always room to grow and improve. So I guess I would say, um, what I really needed was, 
this I guess somebody could tell me that I that who I was was enough. You know, like that I didn't have to find my value in anything else, you know? And um yeah, I, I saw I was always trying to search for that worth, um, that validation from other people. Um, and then if I felt like I didn't, if I felt like I didn't get it, I would work extra hard <laughs> to get it. Uh, like it just really make myself visible or, or palatable or fit in, um, into those spaces. And I, I, I feel like it, it stifled the part of me that really wanted to just, um, I, I, I could still stand out even if I wasn't trying so hard to do it. And that wasn't a bad thing, but I was, the way that I was doing it was, uh, <clears throat> It was in a way where um, it's weird. I feel like I'm saying it feels like it's like <sighs> like I'm saying one thing, but it's also like not what was happening. So I would try to stand out, but also not stand out at the same time, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I wanted the attention, mm-hmm. but I didn't want it to be in a way where it was like, oh, she's weird or she's quirky. Yeah. It was like, oh, she's um, I, I would want to look like everybody else, but also be seen. So it almost felt like I was like working against myself because it's like, how does that even work? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was almost afraid to be different. So I guess um, what it what it really comes down to is just saying that, you know, you're it's you're OK being who you are. Your value has already been there from the beginning and that it's OK if you don't look like everybody else or dress like everybody else. And it's OK if people don't notice it or value it, because at the end of the day, your value doesn't come from. Um, anyone else's approval. So I hope that made sense. But I was realizing as I was saying it, I was like, girl, how was you trying to fit in and stand out at the same time? That doesn't even... But we do this. We had a whole moment. We do that, though. <laughs> it's like, I want to not be who I am. I don't want to live in what is organic and authentic to me. I want to do what I see everyone else doing, which looks like this. So I want to do that. But it's only because I think there's like... An isolation, an isolation that comes with being different that makes us want mm-hmm. to fit in and still be seen as worthy and to have someone come into our life and validate our existence while also it makes perfect sense to me. I feel like I okay. went through that. It makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I feel like I went through that. And when I look back at old pictures of myself, like the one thing that I think that I would have told myself um that I wish that I would have known about that stage of my life is like, it's okay. I wish that someone would have told me it's okay. So when I got pregnant as a teenager, that was like the biggest thing that ever happened to me at that stage in my life. And I think everyone was so afraid of me repeating it that they were like, if you work really hard, you'll be okay. If you do this, you'll recover. So everyone was telling me that I will be okay, but no one told me like, it's okay. Like when my daughter falls and she hurts herself, the first thing I say is it's okay. I don't even know what I'm saying it's okay to, but there's something about her knowing like, it's okay 
We're going to get through this. I'm going to get you the help that you need. Tell me where it hurts. And I think because no one told me that it was okay, that I didn't think that it was okay. And I spent 10 years trying to make it okay when I wish that I could have known from the beginning it's okay. And I feel like when we have these like devastating life moments that God is saying it's okay, right? Like we look at scriptures and we're like, he makes causes all things to work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Like we quote those scriptures, but what that scripture is essentially saying is no matter where you are in your life, it's okay. We can get you to a place of restoration. And I just wish that I would have known that it was okay. Yeah. And when I hear you talking just about like value and worth and identity, like, do you think that was just the normal childhood adolescence thing or did something mark you in such a way that you felt like I need to have my worth restored and my value restored because X, Y, and Z occurred? Mm. Yeah, I I feel like um, it was a mix of both. Uh, I feel like I I would have gone through that feeling to some degree, no matter what happened in my life. Yeah. Um, But I do know that, you know, certain things, uh, even like in middle school, kind of shaped the perception that I had of myself. Um, And it it, it all kind of stemmed back to fashion for me, which is always like so funny how it comes back around. But I was I was always the one who dressed a little different. I like to make my clothes because it's four of us and. We did not have money to buy all the name brand clothes and everything that everybody else has. So I was like, well, I'm just going to cut up some other stuff and, you know, make this. And <laughs> I would um, I would just wear the stuff that I knew how to make. And uh, I know there were times where people would definitely um, appreciate it. I had friends who would always appreciate it and kind of just affirm me in my creativity. But then you also had other people who were like, what are you wearing? Or that's weird or you know, call you different names. And even when it came to like my skin complexion and, you know, being darker, being called darker for some reason, or every time you gave me a compliment, like you're pretty for a dark skinned girl, you know, stuff like that, uh, always, um, hit like a hit kind of deep just because there was already that sense of like, um, comparison for me. And so it was something that I carried going through, to high school and to college, which, um, yeah, I think, I think it definitely, that definitely played a big part in it. Um, and then even just with my, my biological father, not being in the picture all the time, there was always this part of me that was like, well, you know, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Why, like, why, why, why isn't our relationship as strong as it could be? You know, I see you sometimes and sometimes I don't see you. I don't know if I need to do something different or, if I need to show up a different way in order for you to want to be around more. So I think those things um, took it to the the point that it was at. And it just added on to like the normal things that we experience as teenagers coming up. So, yeah. I think the most poignant thing that you said was I feel like I would have had those feelings anyway, because I can tell you, I have talked to light-skinned girls, girls who had their father in their life, girls who didn't have their mother, girls who had two incredible parents, like, and all of us have had these moments where life said, 
I don't know if you're really worth that. Like, I don't know if you're really worth that dream. I don't even know if you should dream that big. Like, no matter what our backgrounds are or what we have gone through, we have all had these moments where our worth and our value has been challenged. And we're each walking around with this special kind of hurt where we feel like, yeah, you know, you didn't have your dad in your life, but my dad died or my dad didn't die, but I lost my mother. And so hurt makes us feel like something happened to us that didn't happen to anyone else. Not recognizing Mm -hmm. that the emotion of it, the impact of it was the same for me as it was for you. So if we're all walking around limping, then how can we use one another's stories to grow and become better, which I feel is exactly what Woman Evolve is about, is like how can I use your story to learn from your wounds to grow and become better? And I feel like what you said right there about I feel like it would have happened to me regardless. Maybe it was compounded by a few things. I feel like that's so true. Yeah. I've definitely encountered that too. Just like we're all it, the those feelings, I've I've seen them in so many relationships and conversations that I had with people. So I definitely agree. Do you remember? So you said 18, so we went back to 18, you're 28 now. At what point between 18 and 28 did you have a collision with value, a collision with confidence, a collision with worth. Like what happened to make you say, you know what? I'm comfortable in my own skin, which I realize like it's always a work in progress for all of us. Right. But still like what, what pivoted for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a moment. So I'm glad you asked yes. <laughs> uh, when um, it was 2019 <clears throat> March of 2019, I went to a retreat with um, a business coach. She was like my first business coach. And I was really excited because I was ready to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to learn how to do it. And so I went to this conference thinking that I was going to get like all these business strategies and all of this, like I was going to network and I was going to meet people who were going to help me like push my business forward. And it actually (laughs) ended up being a very... um, spiritual thing like we were really just talking about um our relationship with god and how we see ourselves and the things that we experience internally that will actually uh, impact any part of our lives but we were you know referencing back to our businesses and there was somebody who told me that one of the things that i needed to work on was my confidence Wow. And she said it. And I was like, first of all, so good. Okay, don't come for me like that. That's, right. That first necessary. of all, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I understand God told you that, but please, please. And so she said that. And it was like one of those moments where it just kind of like hit me like, oh my gosh, like you can see that. Like, you know, that that's what's going on with me. Um, oh. And I knew that there was like some insecurity there for most of my life, I always knew that there was some kind of underlying thing, but to know that it was actually impacting the things I wanted to do in my life, I was like, what? And so um, from that encounter, I felt like I was taken on this like really rigorous, (laughs) intensive journey with God, where I was really having to confront all the things that I had been telling myself for years. Like, I was like, oh, there's more... (laughs) There's more things I got to learn about me. Okay. And so um, from that from that point, um, I've been more intentional about that process um, and healing in those areas. So that was that was the moment for me where it was like, oh, I can't I can't live with this anymore. Like, I can't be okay with this. 
Okay, so we are listening to you speak and we are she. She is we. We need to understand <laughs> confidence and business should mind their business. They should be two separate things. They don't have nothing to do with each other. Somebody's watching and they're like, yes, I have low self-esteem, but that don't have nothing to do with my business. I'm very smart. I have a good idea. So when you said that your confidence was affecting your business, it did take a few follicles out of the temples in the temple area. (laughs) The most important area for edges is the temple area. And you went ahead and plucked those up off of us. And we want to know the correlation. Why? What does confidence in business have to do with each other? Oh, okay. So I will make it, per- I'll make it very personal. I'll tell my business here. Come on, tell your business. Um, Cause you went hours. This, the least you can do is tell right. your business. Okay. I already did my toe in. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the, one of the biggest things for me being in fashion, um, is that when I started out, you can't afford to like hire models and you know, you can't afford to have all of, well, most people, I'll say I didn't, I couldn't afford it. Um, I, I had a very modest budget. And so um, one of the things that always made me feel insecure was putting like my face, my voice and using that to promote my business. So when it came to like taking my own pictures, editing my own videos, telling people that I was a fashion designer, I was afraid to even say that, like I felt inadequate. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't even, how am I going to tell people about my business if I'm afraid to say that I'm a fashion designer? Um, being able to like say that in conversation, um, just really like having to be the face of my business because people had to see how the clothes fit. They had to see how I made it. And um, I realized that I was really playing it small in those areas because I didn't want to show up. I was like, I'd rather somebody else wear my clothes. I don't want to wear my clothes. Every other designer gets to, you know, be in the background chilling. Why do I have to be the person who comes out and does this? And even when it came down to just like feeling like I could do it, the insecurity was impacting me there because I was like, oh, I, I, I have no business being a designer. I just need to go ahead and sit down at this job, stay here, even though I'm not feeling fulfilled in this because I'm not smart enough to run a business. I don't know anything about that. I, all I know how to do is make clothes. I can't um, budget, or I'm not going to be able to make this thing grow into what I know God told me it could be because I, I don't feel like I have the capability to do it. And so all of these things were like working against what I really, like what I knew in my heart I wanted to do. And so being confronted with all of that, I was like, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't know why I can't just push past those insecurities and do what I need to do. But for me, it was a very, it was a very deep thing. And I, I was unable to go further because those things were, you know, keeping me back ultimately. And it showed up like me procrastinating, um, just like doing things, but not doing them all the way, you know, mm. like kind of half doing it, um, being very inconsistent. Um, that was a result of me being insecure about it always going back or you know saying I'm gonna do something and then being like no I'm gonna I'm gonna shrink back and just stick to what I know so all of those different parts were impacted just off of my confidence alone okay I'm just 
because I know so many women who want to be in business, who want to see themselves grow in areas of entrepreneurship or even corporate America, but they struggle with owning their desire to step into the fullness of who they are. I did this podcast with Sunny Perry just a few weeks ago, and she was talking about giving herself permission to walk heavy. And what I hear mm. you saying is that even owning who you are to say, I am a fashion designer would have caused you to shift all of your weight into owning who you are. And I feel like the greatest gift that we can give ourselves as women is the ability to own who we are. And when we learn to own who we are unapologetically, it doesn't mean we aren't teachable. It doesn't mean that we have not arrived, but it says, this is my starting point. I am a fashion designer. I am a preacher. I am a mother. I am a wife. I'm not just trying... I'm not just dipping my toe in the water. This is who I am. And because this is who I am, I'm going to put roots down here. I'm going to be planted here. I'm going to be pruned here. I'm going to be torn down here, but I'm going to keep building in this space that I am in because this is the space that I want to own. And I just, I feel that for myself. I'm learning to embrace who I am as a business owner, who I am as a speaker and a pastor. Like, this is who I am. Like, yes, when I started saying like, I'm a little bit ratchet and I'm still righteous. Like that was funny for people, but like, this was my truth. Like, this is who I am. I am not your Bible encyclopedia. I don't know everything there is to know, but I'm on a journey. I'm learning, I'm growing and I'm owning this stage of my life. Because if you don't own this stage of your life, then you don't get to move to the next stage. And we have a lot of people who are out here leasing their destiny, renting their destiny because they're afraid to fully own it because they're waiting for life to take it away. But when you really own something, you can change anything and everything about it because you recognize that owning it was the first step. Yeah. 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 Owning it and (laughs) all of its uncomfortableness and all the ugliness that comes along with it, all of that. I definitely agree with that. That's what I'm doing. I'm learning to own it. So can you, so you go to this retreat, you have this powerful encounter where you recognize the work that you have to do. Tell me about a time where you were able to say, you know what? I'm proud of myself. Like I'm giving a Hail Mary to myself because I am no longer that Eve version of myself who knew better, but didn't do better. I've actually stepped into owning this identity. Mm, okay, so I got that tear away. Okay. Uh-uh, so, we need that tear. <laughs> Why is that tear there? Tell me about the tear. Forget the last question. What are we tearing about? <laughs> it, I'm tearing because, well, well, for one, like I, I feel like even this moment right now is like a mm. part of me owning that. Because um, I'm saying this to whoever is going to be watching this, whoever's going to be seeing this and uh, it just feels so, it just feels so um, powerful to see the manifestation of the things that God told you mm-hmm. would happen. Um, oh, I got Kleenex right here. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, because uh, even, um, so this, I feel like, okay. So the, even this moment right now, like I said, is one of those things where it's, it is a manifestation and of me owning it, you mm-hmm. know, of me stepping into it and really putting out there everything that God has been working 
through me, even before I realized it was happening, even before I acknowledged it in that retreat, you know, um, I feel like I'm like sitting in that moment right now. Wow. To answer your question, because it's, um, it's always, it's always interesting when you, when you feel like you heard something from God and you know, you want, you, you may be excited about it in the moment, but, um, you know, there's always like those, those moments where you start to doubt it. Yeah. Where you start to feel like, okay, I mean, you said that Lord, but, um, it's not, it's looking really janky right now. Like it's not looking like what you said. Um, and you know, having to be patient and have faith during those processes is, um, you know, it's always, it's always challenging, always challenging, but, um, I'm just, the tears are just me being grateful to know that I heard him. Yeah. That what he said was not a lie, that you can just really put your faith in him. You can really put your faith in him. And I just, I, I want that for everybody that, Everybody, I just want them to know that that's something that you can you can trust God with those things, even when it gets ugly, when you feel like it hurts, um, when it doesn't. It's just when it's like you're you're not you're scared, like you're not even sure if it's really going to happen. It's not going to work out, but just knowing that when you when you really do it, when you really just walk out that faith, it He shows out. And he really just blows your mind. So um, that's what the that's what the tears are. It is. Um, and I, I didn't think I was going to say this because I feel like, you know, a lot of people are going to say it, but that's fine. It's, it's, cool. it's OK. We are hearing from God, I guess. Um, I was and I was listening to the podcast where you announced in, um, that this was going to be the last episode in that format. And before you even announced it. I heard God say, you're going to be on that podcast. And I was like, how, <laughs> how does that even make sense? Um, and I was listening to it and I just always, I always felt a draw to woman evolve. I just always felt like it was just speaking to where I was. And I felt like as I was growing the podcast, the community rather was growing. And so it always felt good to be somewhere where, you know, you don't, you're not growing out of this space. We're all moving together growing together. And so, um, that's like a sidebar, but I do appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, I heard it in the shower. He was like, you're going to be on this podcast. And I was like, okay. Just continue you know, wash it up, listen to the podcast, you know, laughing. Cause it's always a good time. And then at the end you were like, um, yeah. So if you want to be on the podcast, you know, email us. And I was like, what? I literally made a YouTube video, which I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to ever see the light of day because I made it private, <laughs> but I sent it in my email and I was just like, you know, I, I, I want to be on here. I want to be a co-host. I feel like this is what God told me. And, you know, I'm going to put my name out there and see what happens. And even something like that. And then walking it out till this point right here, where it's literally like, I heard God tell me this in the shower and here it is happening. And when I didn't even see how it was possible. So, I'm, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in it right now. Either this podcast is where I am in my life, seeing how um, I'm able to just show up and really have something to offer people that they are responding to. 
Um, everything in this moment right now is just feeling like it's uh, a manifestation of all of that stuff. So I feel like I'm definitely in that moment right now. And uh, I'm grateful to even have the moment to express it because it's just, God is just so dope. So, yeah. Don't be trying to make us cry our eyelashes <laughs> off. That is so corny. You got me. <sighs> Jada. When you were talking, our babies were leaping because mm, there is a um, a philosophy in theology. There's a theolo- theological debate about when Mary goes to see Elizabeth, um, that Elizabeth was shut in because she thought her baby was dead. So she prayed, her and her husband prayed, asked God for a baby. She finally gets pregnant. And now the baby seems like it's dead. Like she got one step close to the manifestation. And now it seems like the baby is dead. And yet Mary comes in and Mary's sharing the news of what's happening in her life. And it makes Elizabeth's baby leap. That moment is so powerful, the moment that you just shared, because I know that there are women listening who are wondering, am I walking around with something dead inside of me? Mm -hmm. This dream that God has given me, this prophecy that has been spoken over my life, I've been carrying it for years and years and years, and now I'm wondering whether or not it's still even alive. And as you were Mm -hmm. sharing your testimony, I think part of the reason why I got emotional, I know one of my team members back there got emotional too because at the end of the day what you were speaking allowed our baby to leap and so you know my thoughts my prayers to you would be continue to tell the whole story the whole story because the whole story is what makes it beautiful and powerful for the rest of us who are watching. My my prayer has always been with Woman Evolve that I will continue to tell the whole story because it's so easy for people to just see the outcome, but not the process. Mm-hmm. And I pray, I pray that this podcast goes all over and just continues to help women understand the power of connection with other women and not giving up on God in the midst of what we're going through. Yes. Thank you. I've always loved cooking and sometimes I enjoy cooking fancy meals. So I said to myself, self, we should document this, but child, these photos weren't giving, okay? The meals were fancy, but the photos weren't giving what need to be gave. I wasn't worried though, because I knew with the help of Skillshare's photography classes, I'd be capturing the best angles to show off how good my gourmet meals look in no time. As a sponsor of this Woman Evolve podcast episode, Skillshare wants you to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com evolve and get a one month free trial of premium membership. Whether you're just curious or fine tuning something you're already good at, Skillshare has classes that will help you evolve creatively. Skillshare is for lifelong learners from beginners to masters. Let me guess. Hmm. You're interested in graphic design or marketing. 
Nope, I've got it. You're multi-hyphenate, ready to dabble and explore all of the things. Sis, that's perfect. On Skillshare, you'll find graphic design and marketing classes, as well as classes in creative writing, freelancing, web development, and so much more. All of the classes are on demand and most are under 60 minutes. As a Skillshare member, you'll have the freedom and flexibility to watch and learn at your own pace while creating hands-on projects that you'll be proud of. Start exploring today on Skillshare.com evolve for a one-month free trial of premium membership. I have an advice question we're going to answer together. Okay, sis? All right. Since you didn't try yes. to take our eyelashes, I already know that people are going to be like, <laughs> why'd you let her come on the podcast snatching edges and eyelashes? And I want to <laughs> say it's the woman evolve way. Okay. We seek to take edges. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hello, SJR. Firstly, I'm in awe of who you have become. Thank you for allowing God to take over. I am a 23-year-old from South Africa and a PK as well. I've been a PK for most of my life, and I've realized that I still have wounds that I find difficult to address. I've spent most of the time protecting saints and not telling my parents about my experiences. Sometimes it would be something said or done that could hurt my parents. I have a great church. However, it's the few that made me generalize at the end. I just asked for advice as a PK, especially in the area of having healthy relationships with boundaries with the church, advice concerning less church pleasing, and any general advice I can live by to not worship unrealistic expectations, but be more of myself. Thank you so much in advance. Okay. So listen, church folks get on everybody's nerves in South Africa and London and California and Texas in Canada and Paris at the North Pole. There is a church. There is a polar bear somewhere at the North Pole talking about the deacons of the North Pole First Baptist Missionary Church right now <laughs> because people and church people and you put them together and nerves have been attacked. OK, I just want to let you know it's not a South Africa thing. It's happening in Nigeria. It's happening in Ireland and somewhere in Ireland that the church folks are getting on somebody's nerves, okay? I just want you to know that because you will be out here thinking you crazy, but they get on our nerves. I'm a pastor. They get on my nerves. I love them. I am a church folk and I get on somebody's nerves. Somebody's like, oh, I can't stand her right now. Having said yeah. that, sis, like number one thing you got to know are like people are people. So no more than you can get along with everyone walking on the street can you get along with everyone at church. Just because someone is at church doesn't mean that they are going to be someone who you can be friends with and be in relationship with. There are literally some people in church that all you can do is wave at. All right. God bless you. You can't maybe not even God bless you. Maybe just a wave because God bless you could open up conversation. And I just you just tell God bless them. God bless them and keep moving. Okay. you got to know what you need in your life. If you're not looking for any more friends and any more relationships and you can be polite, you can be kind. But it's time for you to shut the walls and the borders down and to do so without feeling like I have an obligation to make myself accessible to everyone who knows me. As a PK, this is something we think we have to do. I have to be accessible to everyone who knows me. But the truth is, everyone who knows me doesn't have the opportunity to know me. And you have to know that just because they know your name, just because they know what you do, just because they may know your story, doesn't mean that you have to be vulnerable and let them into the most intimate parts of your life, nor 
does it mean that you have to receive theirs? And if you have found that you are positioned in such a way, especially if you're positioned there fraudulently, where it makes you accessible to others, it makes people feel like you can just come to me and say whatever you want to, then you have to decide what decisions do I need to make? Maybe I need to get to church right on time. Maybe I need to sit in the back. Maybe I need to watch online for a few Sundays until I can create a rhythm of distance and separation. But I just want you to know the same people who come to the church are the same people walking on the streets. So even if you escape church, it doesn't mean you're going to escape raggedy because raggedy is everywhere. But boundaries work into church and out of the church. And that is my word unto you. I'm tossing it over to Jada. <laughs> I don't, I totally agree. The, the first thing that I thought when she said that is like, oh, she just needs, you just need a few. Yeah. You just need a few. Like it, you can, you can be kind to everyone. You can be friendly, but you don't, everybody doesn't have to be up in your business. It doesn't have to be that deep. Like it can, it can really be the. Yes. The, the, the church the, the, hand. All right. You, you got to touch your head a little bit so they know it's not, it's oh, not yeah. open for conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You so do one of those. Practice. And then hand up, chin down, walking at the same time. Don't stop. Keep walking. Hand up, chin down, keep walking. That is the official greeting of I don't want to be bothered. That's the mind your business ministry salute is head down. They yes. have the princess salute where the hand just kind of open. Mm-mm, that's not what we talking about. We talking about the mind your business. All right. Hand up, chin down, Keep it moving. Don't stop because that's how people get you. Okay. That's the mind your business ministry salute. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's all she needs. And she'll be good to go. Yeah. Don't be getting on her nerves no more. Write us back. We want to hear your testimony because we know that's on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Jada, before we go, is there anything that you want to ask me? Anything that I can do to serve what God is doing in your life? Do you want to shout out your fashion design? Like what how can we support you and get behind what God's doing in your life? Oh. Yeah, well, I, I honestly would just love for people to check it out. I'm um okay, I got it's Jada West is my name <laughs> on Instagram, ITS Jada West. Uh when I say that I have to make sure I, I let them know the it's involved in it. Um, but just check out what I'm doing and comment if something resonates with you, let me know. Cause where I'm at right now, I just really want to know that I really want to know the best way to serve people mm-hmm. and that's really where I'm at. I just want to know what's working, what's not, and how can we work together to build a community of people who look good, who are trendsetters, who are not afraid to be themselves and stand out. Um, those are those. That's my people. So, yeah, that's how you can support. Well, thank you, Jada. I feel like I am your people. Um You know, sometimes the best way to experience someone is by being in the audience as they pursue destiny. And I can tell you for sure that I am in the audience. I'm cheering you on. I'm believing in you. I'm thanking God for the grace that's on your life, for the scars that you endured and the dreams that are yet to come. You are a beautiful soul. And I pray that everyone in the world gets to experience it the way that I have today. So thank you. Thank you. Love you. This was great. Always always blow kisses at the end. Mm, And this. Mm. (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Jada, my girl, my queen. 
you are a vibe it was so fun hanging out with you i know you all love this as much as i did i can't wait to hear about all that god continues to do through you this wasn't even the beginning this was like just a preview a trailer a snapshot of how you will continue to move the hearts of so many um tapping in with y'all really is one of my favorite things to do always has been always will be and i want you to be on the show with me okay shoot your shot be a co-host or get some advice from me by sending us an email at podcast at womanevolve.com